Welcome to our podcast. I'm Pastor Mark Voss. Today we turn our thoughts to the last day, to Judgment Day, to the day when Jesus will come to judge the living and the dead. Are you confident that he will welcome you into heaven's glory? Our sermon today is based on Hebrews chapter 9, verses 24 through 28, and our message is entitled, Our Confidence is in Christ. God bless you as you hear and take to heart the truths of his holy word. To those who have been called, who are loved by God the Father and kept by Jesus Christ, mercy, peace, and love be yours in abundance. Amen. I invite your attention to the word written in Hebrews, chapter 9, starting at verse 24. For Christ did not enter a handmade sanctuary, a representation of the true sanctuary. Instead, he entered into heaven itself, now to appear before God on our behalf. And he did not enter to offer himself many times as the high priest enters the most holy place year after year with blood that is not his own. Otherwise, he would have needed to suffer many times since the creation of the world. But now he has appeared once and for all at the climax of the ages in order to take away sin by the sacrifice of himself. And just as it is appointed for people to die only once, and after this comes the judgment, so also Christ was offered only once to take away the sins of many. And he will appear a second time without sin to bring salvation to those who are eagerly waiting for him. The word of our God. My dear family in Christ, don't you kind of admire people who just seem to exude confidence? I'm not talking about people who are full of themselves or are braggadocious. I'm talking about people who don't get frazzled or come unglued when they're faced with something difficult in life. People who stay calm, cool, and collected in the face of great adversity. Folks who who look at something tough and say, all right, we'll handle this. This isn't the end of the world. But what if it was? The end of the world, I mean. Literally. Today, the Christian church is observing Last Judgment Sunday. This is a day for us to be reminded that our lives and this present world are not going to last forever. At some point, either at the moment of your death or on Judgment Day, whichever comes first, you will stand before the Lord your God to be judged. Pass or fail, up or down, heaven or hell. So how about it? Are are you confident that you will be ushered into heaven's everlasting, perfect paradise? Picture a, a defendant on trial. He's been convicted, he's been charged with first degree murder and his trial has just come to an end. Now it's in the hands of the jury. 
And during the course of that trial, the prosecution brought forward three different eyewitnesses, all of whom swore under oath that they saw this murder taking place and the defendant was the one who committed it. They produced all kinds of DNA evidence from the crime scene and from the victim's body, DNA which matched the defendant perfectly. They introduced the murder weapon, which was full of the defendant's fingerprints. And to top it all off, they, they showed a video from a surveillance camera showing the defendant committing the murder. If you had the chance to speak to that defendant as he was awaiting the jury's decision, do you think that the first words out of your mouth would be, so, how do you like your chances? Probably not. Friends, we are that defendant. Guilty as charged with all kinds of sin and rebellion, we are lawbreakers who have violated the commandments of the Lord our God. There is a mountain of evidence against us of all kinds of horrible thoughts, how we've been lazy in our relationship with our God and hateful toward one another. Full, full of spite and selfishness, of greed and grumbling, and, and the list goes on and on. The evidence is, to put it mildly, overwhelming. And now, look at what the writer to the Hebrews is telling you here in our text. It is appointed for people to die only once, and after this comes the judgment. So how do you feel about your chances? As you think about standing before the holy God of heaven and earth. How, how do you like your chances as you envision yourself standing before the very same Jesus whose lips once told us in Matthew chapter 5, be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. Perfect, you mumble. Nobody's perfect. And you're right. So, are you confident that you'll be ushered into heaven's eternal glory? You know, that's why we need this text from Hebrews chapter 9 today. Here the Lord is speaking to us about getting into heaven. And in these five verses of Holy Scripture, he doesn't once tell you what you're going to have to do in order to make the cut. Instead, he is telling you over and over and over again what Jesus has done for you. Would you notice that with me together? What did Christ do? Verse 28. So Christ was offered only once to take away the sins of many. In fact, the sins of the whole wide world, the Bible tells us. God demands that we be perfect. God requires that we be without any sin to get into his holy heaven. But notice here, if Jesus has taken away your sin, then your sins are gone. Then you're without sin. And how did Jesus do that? The writer's reminding us he was offered. Offered up on the cross. 
a blessed sacrifice, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, the innocent one for the guilty. Yes, we're guilty as charged, but Jesus has served our sentence. He has forever, once and for all, we're told, done away with our sins and their guilt and the punishment that they had earned for us, fully and freely and forever forgiven. Judgment Day is surely coming, but believers, our confidence is in Christ who has taken away our sin. What else? Verse 24, Jesus entered into heaven itself now to appear before God on our behalf. I guess you might say that the one who will judge us, the Lord Jesus Christ, is also our great defense attorney. He is our perfect advocate. Jesus didn't stay dead, of course. He rose in triumph on the third day, and he ascended back into heaven, and he lives there to plead with God on our behalf. Jesus, our great high priest, stands in the very presence of God to be looked upon by God as the once and for all sacrifice for our sin. There he pleads for us, always successfully pleads for us. He lives in heaven above so that it can be said of every single one of you, this is my child. I have washed away this person's sins with the blood that I shed at the cross. I bought you with my blood and you are mine. And because of what I have done, you are justified. You have been declared not guilty. I was given over to death for all of your sins, but I was raised to life because of your justification. What a precious comfort it is to know that we have a friend like that in such high places. Because Jesus pleads for us in heaven above, our confidence is in Christ. One more thing. 2,000 years ago, of course, Christ Jesus came from heaven to win our salvation. But this text is reminding us that when he comes again on Judgment Day, on the last day, he will bring salvation. So the end of our text tells us he will appear a second time without sin to bring salvation to those who are eagerly waiting for him. Notice, he will appear a second time. Not he might, or it's possible that he could, but he will appear to bring salvation. To those who are eagerly waiting for him. Jesus, when he comes again on the last day, is not coming to shove the sins that you have committed in your face and demand an explanation from you. God has forgiven your sin and remembers your sin no more. Jesus is certainly not coming to give you the punishment that your sins deserve. He is rather coming, we're told, to bring salvation to those who are eagerly waiting for him because it is finished. Our salvation has been won. Our confidence is in Christ. So do that. Wait for him, dear Christian. Wait eagerly for him. Live your life up on the edge of your spiritual seat like expectant parents waiting for their child to be born. Wait for him eagerly like little children waiting for Christmas. Wait for him eagerly like Work-weary employees waiting for that long-planned vacation of a lifetime. 
Wait for him eagerly with a heart of faith. Wait for him diligently as you continue to hear and read and study and meditate on the promises that he's made to you in his word. Wait for that moment when the Lord Jesus will come to say to you and to all of those who have clung to him in faith, come, you who are blessed by my Father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. Confident? Confident that your favorite team is going to win the big game? Confident that you'll get the big promotion you've been hoping for? Confident that your investment portfolio will continue to grow and mature? Maybe. And again, maybe not. Christian, there are no ifs or maybes when it comes to your salvation. Isn't that what we just sang in that wonderful Easter hymn? Jesus lives. To him the throne high or heaven and earth is given. I shall go where he is gone. Live and reign with him in heaven. God is faithful. Doubtings hence. This shall be my confidence. He will come to judge the living and the dead. And when he does, friend, and you stand before Jesus, don't stand before him pleading all that you have done in your life. Just point to Christ and all that he has done for you. He will come to judge the living and the dead, and through faith in him, we will be ushered into heaven's forever perfect paradise. You can bank on that, believers. Because our confidence is in Christ. Amen. <laughs>